What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every week on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hello, my name is Michael and I'm joined by my wife, Marsha, to discuss the intersection between minimalism and veganism, in addition to a whole range of other topics which we cover on this show. We also publish weekly recipes and articles, all of which you can find on our website, theminimalistvegan.com. So check it out if you haven't already. In this episode, we're talking about the news and our addiction to it. Well, we're not us personally, but we know many people out there, particularly with mobile devices, are wanting information 24-7 instantaneously. And we just want to discuss, is this necessarily a good thing if you want to live a life with more intentionality? This can sometimes be a controversial topic. Uh, particularly with what is circulating in the news at the moment uh, that is impacting a lot of lives around the world. But we think it's important to have these discussions. So let's get into the conversation and I'll fill in any gaps after. Michael. Marsha. What's happening? We're doing a nighttime podcast. We are, and I have a beautiful view of the moon through the window that Michael doesn't seem to care too much about. No, but we're in a very silly mood. We are, we just... Uh, we tried to sing. <laughs> we tried to use a podcast recording software, because it's like audio recording software. To test if the microphones are working. Yeah, because we normally do a test run, and then this time we decided to sing along to a song, and we and listened oh back God. to it. And we sound a lot worse. <laughs> we sound a lot worse than um, we thought. We, we thought. I think many of us have had this realization. It's come a little bit later in I'm life never for us. Again. It's okay. No, Let's we've got a karaoke way. song. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a tough pill to swallow, but <laughs> practice. Moving right along to today's topic, which is: Are you addicted to the news? So. Yeah. We're talking about this topic because it's something I think that's been, well, we've been paying attention more to, I mean, I have been paying more attention to the news as Mm. of late with all this virus talk and, and I'm normally not one to follow because I know what I'm like. I'm a, I can get quite anxious. Mm. So it's not a good idea for someone like myself to watch the news and knowing that most of the time the news are not the most positive things to be paying attention to. Yeah. So, and I think that sometimes people have this feeling of when they don't pay attention to the news that they're, you know, that they're getting out of touch with what's happening locally and around the world. Yeah. And honestly, we haven't been watching the news or like, getting news that's not important that we don't deem as important for years now yeah i'd say at least five six years and i don't feel like i've missed out on anything i don't think so as well i i I remember when i stopped watching the news was back when i worked in real estate because we went to a conference and one of the first things that the speaker was talking about is stop watching the news. And I thought, what are you talking about? And oh, he said, interesting. yeah. And he said, well, because when you're a real estate agent and you bring that up with people, 
then what's the first thing they ask is, well, how's the market? How's the property market going? Oh, I heard it was going down. I heard it was going up. Like there's all this speculation. Mm. And sometimes amongst the real estate industry, it gets quite negative because your ability to sell houses and and make a good living is all dependent on the market. And those who are really good in the industry are the ones who are able to rise above that. Mm. Um, so they're trained to not pay attention to the things that they can't control mm. and, in, and instead focus on the things they can control. And those are the ones that end up getting better results. And it's always sort of stuck with me with a lot of things in life um, with the news is, you know, it can sometimes feed your perspective to the point where you start believing it, it starts becoming your reality, yeah. right? Instead of you trying to fight to create your own reality mm. in all of the uncertainty and sometimes the negativity as well. And especially in an industry like real estate, you would think that they would encourage you to watch the news so that you have more of a talking point with your clients as well. Yeah. So I find that uh, quite, quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting. And one thing that I remember years ago as well, probably about well, when we were in Europe in 2015, we were talking to my grandma. Well, I was talking to my grandma. You two couldn't quite communicate with each other. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but I was telling her that I don't really pay attention to the news. And she actually considered that as quite a selfish act, that you don't pay attention to the news and... She actually got quite upset at me for it. Mm. But then I looked at her and that's pretty much all that she does. You know, like she's in her 90s now. It consumes her. Yeah. And how she reacts to some of the events and stories that come up on the news was really off-putting to me. It made me say to myself, well, I don't want to feel the way that you do. Get angry, get upset, stressed, anxious, all of these things that I was seeing her go through on a daily basis. I just thought to myself, yes, you're well informed to an extent, but what are you getting in return? Yeah. And what benefit is this to you on a daily basis? Yeah. There is no benefit. So... And it's interesting because you wrote a post about this and you shared a story. You had a conversation with your brother about. Oh yeah, yeah. The news no, well. I've 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 been in that situation as well because the news is a huge point of conversation amongst each other, right? Mm. And sometimes it's a we use the news to show how much we are aware of and how much knowledge we have of the world and the current affairs. Sometimes we just want to keep up with the news so we're not left behind. Mm. Um, there's a lot of professional environments where everyone's keeping up with the news. So, and, and if that's the main thing that people are talking about, then again, you can feel socially, you know, isolated if you don't, if you don't do that. So I, I remember yeah, interacting with, with my brother and, and, and family and, and telling them that I don't really follow the news cause they were like, Oh, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? And I'm like, Oh no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm not really paying attention and again it came across as a bit of a shock that i would intentionally sort of avoid being aware of what's happening Mm. uh and and my argument has always been like well look if it's if it's really important it will get to me like you would tell me um it will find a way to me and and that's been true since we Mm. you know ever stopped watching the news it's not like i'm not aware of things Mm. things come onto our plates and Mm. and and come into our attention Mm. it's just that we don't actively 
feel the need to go seek that information, um, whether it's for social validation or just for, you know, wanting fear of missing out or not knowing. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, it's a health thing as well. Sure. But based on what I was saying before with how I saw that my grandma was around and I thought to myself, well, I don't, I don't want that type of energy in my life. Yeah. And especially when you're keeping up with the news, it's a daily thing. Mm. A lot of people would probably be checking the news, I imagine, every few hours just to see what's new, what's next. Yeah. And, you know, like some of the reasons that we don't bother following the news is because it's mainly negative things. Yeah. And news is based around tragedy and scandal. Those are the things that probably are much better talking points for them to get your attention with. It can easily be skewed and manipulated to put a, sp- a particular point of view across. Yeah, like a and bias. And to form an opinion yeah. about a certain situation which might, you know, you're only getting one side of it rather than all of the facts. So, and we've seen that time and time again over the decades with even just like tabloids putting things out. Obviously, a lot of those are mainly just made up news. But some things, the way that they're even titled, people don't even click on them. They look at the title and make an assumption of what the article is about and form their own opinion about that particular piece based on the on the title, which yep. is created for clickbait in many yeah. situations. And when we talk about news, we're not just talking about the news that you tune in at 6.30 p.m. or at 6 a.m., on free-to-air television, we're talking about all types of platforms. You know, news.com, you get it from newspapers, television. Radio, social media. Yeah. I mean, I like if I tune into the news, I get it from Twitter. Hmm. You know, a lot of stuff gets broken there first. Yeah. Like it, you can just go onto what's trending and you, you get access to all of the news in such a really quick and dynamic way rather than waiting for programming. Um, you have it all at your fingertips, 30-second videos explaining what's happening, what other users are reporting on it as well. So social media has played a huge role in that. But you're right, it's, it's you know news is coming in so many different shapes and forms. And what used to be print or television, radio, uh, has really become like a 24-7 um, requirement. Mm. And when I look at what's behind that is... You know, we're talking about media companies here, right? Yeah. We're talking about ad-supported networks, whether it's social media or YouTube or a newspaper or television or radio, they're all ad-supported. So they're looking for content to get people's attention. Mm. And it just so happens that the news is one of the most addictive forms of media to grab people's attention all day, every day. So more advertising can be sold. Yeah. And I mean, we're aware of this because we're kind of part of the media, right? We're, we're recording a podcast now. Uh, we write articles and some of our content is ad supported. So we kind of understand that it's all like this competition for attention and to keep the news interesting. And as the name implies, news, what is new to report on? A lot of that is going to be sensationalized content, whether it's negative or positive, but more often than not negative. Because it's proven that that's something that we're kind of addicted to to knowing about, right? Which is sad. Yeah, it's like, 
it's like I find myself watching like an action movie and it's like, why am I so attracted to like things people blowing up and people fighting? Like yeah. it's just crazy mm. how fascinated we are by what's really quite negative things. Yeah. Um, so that's a really quick way and an effective way to get people's attention. Yeah. And I think if people feel that they are up to date with what's going on, that in a sense they're part of a bigger global community yeah. so that they understand different cultures, different governments, different politicians and, and what happens in different countries in terms of climate and disasters. I think a lot of the time people also, when they see all of this tragedy and they see all of these things that are going on that they're addicted to, it also gives them somebody to blame, someone to point the finger at and say, oh, well, they're responsible for this or, you know, can you believe that this person's doing this? Can you believe that they're not doing anything about this? Yeah, again, it's a whole conversation starter piece, right? And it's it's gotten to a point where consuming news media has empowered everyone to have an opinion, mm. which makes us feel like we're being somewhat productive. Mm. So in and some ways you feel like, you're to have an opinion you're contributing to some way right yeah but also that when you're in a you know part of that global community yep in a way you're not because your your opinions and pointing the finger actually separates you even more so it's this kind of like you want to be closer to the global community yeah yet you're separating yourself and others much more for sure i mean i think the, the prime example of this is you're like what we're exposed to about different cultures, mm. right? So if the media is reporting war or exploitation or corruption in another country, yeah, and that's all we're seeing of this country, then we mm. that completely influences our reality and our perception of that country. Yeah. So then it's almost hard to challenge your bias at that point and it might actually prevent you from seeing the positives of that culture in that country or, or even, even traveling of, yeah even traveling there one day yeah uh because the news media has completely scared you or put you off from that culture from what you've been exposed to yeah and that deeply saddens me in terms of that information that's been filtered through mm. right yeah. Uh, unless you go out there and get your own information yourself, um, you're, you, even then your first reference point is going to be what you were first exposed to. Yeah. So, and, I think it's, and I've seen that time and time again. Yeah. You can't go to that country or you can't yeah. do that or that person's going to act that way because they come from this culture yeah. because of what they've seen on the news. Yeah. And this is where the manipulation comes in so that they can dictate how on a global scale people people's perception and people's belief of that particular nation what they're like well in reality they're nothing like that they're heartwarming nice people yeah but they've made to be these villains yeah so the next thing we wanted to talk about was i guess the reality of being disconnected from news stories so at first you will probably have like if you're someone that follows the news daily and quite religiously you will have withdrawals and you'll feel like you're completely out of touch with reality and what's what's actually going on. 
Um, and it's interesting, I was watching this TED talk and a guy by the name of Rolf Debelli he says that news to the brain is what sugar is to the body. And it's so interesting how true that is. Mm. I found it quite fascinating and how much media we actually consume on a regular basis. So there's typically anywhere between 10,000 and 20,000 news stories that we take in every single year. And a lot of these news stories, I would imagine 90 plus percent of them are not even relevant to us and how they impact us directly. Wow. Why, like, why do we need to know what's going, like, how is that on a day-to-day basis going to improve our lives? Yeah, and I and I just wanted to just bring this to the present moment with that example because I think with this idea and this concept of, like, how news, like, what news is to the brain is what sugar is to the body is quite interesting because when I start eating one of your delicious baked chocolate cakes the one that you made last week in particular like when you start eating the first piece you're just like oh look i'll just leave it at this but then you, you get through it and and what happens you have cravings for the next piece and the next piece and the next piece because well, you make a whole cake for two people <laughs> yeah, which is probably the first mistake yeah but then and i just keep doing it <laughs> yeah but when, when i think of this um like the coronavirus that's happening at the moment and I am admittedly consuming a little bit more content than Mm. normal um, around that. And especially when I look at Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Mm. because I'm not really so much on like traditional media. Like I hate talkback radio. I don't read the newspaper. I don't really watch news on television. So it's normally through the internet. And as soon as these algorithms pick up that I have interest in the coronavirus... Mm. It's That's all that you see. It's all that you see. Now I'm seeing coronavirus everywhere. And look, it's everywhere for, to everybody right now. But what I mean by that, it's literally dominating every feed that I'm on. And I'm looking at my own behavior and I'm wanting more. Mm. I'm wanting to see more because it's pretty terrifying. the latest It's updates. terrifying stuff. It's like yeah. it's, now it's becoming like this ongoing, as you said, it's like an update right like there's more pieces to the puzzle refresh refresh yeah, yeah more pieces to the puzzle okay what else has happened how many people have been killed how many countries has it spread to what's going on what's the latest update is it in my backyard yeah and the sick thing is in all of this is that media companies news outlets and social media are just reporting this but this is just perfect content to get more attention yeah to get more eyeballs on their platform on their network So this story becomes a fascination and it becomes like sugar Mm. for our brains. So I can completely understand how that that quote can relate to what's happening at the moment. And it's not like coronavirus is a positive thing, is it, right? It's there's definitely some practical awareness that we need. Yeah, it's just it's driving so much anxiety in you know, there's so many people I know and myself and it's like it's making people really really worried right and and my concern is like how can you detach yourself enough to be able to not worry about it you know what i mean so you can actually still enjoy life mm. oh, it can be totally consuming yeah 
And it's tricky and I think for those people in particular that have issues with depression, anxiety, stress or have family in affected You've been directly areas, affected, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be paralyzing. Like yep. you it seems like doomsday. Yep. And sometimes if you're paying attention to the news, it feels like it all the time. Yeah. So this is where I think it's important for you to catch yourself and really think deep down is this serving me Mm. or is it just feeding my inner fear Mm. even more speaking of it affecting us on a mental level i guess a lot of this sort of stuff also manifests in a physical you know obviously anxiety and all of those things do turn into physical things as well And it's interesting, like this whole idea of that saying of you are what you eat. Mm. It's exactly the same. The more negativity you're feeding yourself, you turn more into this negative person and how it actually impacts your body. Mm. There was a survey that was done by the American Psychological Association back in 2017 where more than half of Americans that were surveyed say that the news causes them stress and many reporting feeling anxiety, fatigue or sleep loss as a result. So if they know that that's what's happening, yet Mm. they're still hooked on paying attention to the news, I find that really fascinating. And the stress, your stress hormones actually put your body in a state of chronic tension and alertness. And so it's this constant feeling of like flight or fight mode yeah and you can never actually switch off because you're constantly processing what's going on and you're constantly checking to make sure yeah that you know like it just puts you in this state of jumpiness yeah. not jumpiness but you know what i'm talking and then worry yeah. yeah yeah and things can probably more easily trigger you as well So it just keeps you in that state constantly if you consume it on a daily basis. And I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in being in that state all the time. Like it happens to me often enough as is. Yeah. That I don't need the news to be triggering that. To go look seeking it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really worrying thing when people are aware of these things but don't really act on it. Yeah. And we should make this clear. It's not like we're advocating for everybody to stop watching or consuming news content. It's more just bringing some awareness to... um, perhaps the addiction i mean that's the title of this podcast yeah it's it's a potential addiction to this type of information and and needing to know Mm. wanting to know all the time Mm. and some of the effects that might be having and with that awareness you can decide you know how much you want to consume you know what's going to be the healthy balance for you yeah so just want to bring it back to this feeling of you know, forming or having an opinion yes, and not feeling left out. Talk to me a little bit more about that and you have an interesting sort of story to tell about it. Yeah, as I was saying before, having the ability to have an opinion is definitely gives off a sense of validation to our voice and who we are as individuals. So this this addiction to new news is probably fueling our need to feel validated. And what I mean by that is uh, a great example is a, a stand-up uh, comedy show we watched on a Netflix special by uh, Aziz Ansari. 
is a is a pretty funny guy, at least in, in, in my opinion. But he had a, a really good stand up, I think it was published la twenty nineteen, was it? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it came out last year. And uh to make a point, in thirty seconds he reminded the audience of a a social me- a recent social media scandal at the time. And he asked the man in the audience when he first heard, uh, where he first heard about this story, about this scandal that was happening. Uh, and the guy is like, oh, look, I think I, I heard about it in the Washington Post. The funny thing is he hadn't heard about it in the Washington Post because Aziz actually made up the whole scandal just to make a point. And he didn't do this just to troll everybody in the audience, which he, and he did and to embarrass everybody. <laughs> But in, in 30 seconds, he, he had everybody believe that there was a social media scandal that they had heard about. Like, they actually believed they had heard about this scandal, which he completely made up. And Or is it for them to feel socially accepted because they wanted to feel connected and to be in the know? Well, yeah, maybe they wanted to be in a no, maybe they wanted to participate in what he was talking about. Yeah. But, like, literally, it, this wasn't real. Mm. So he made the point of saying that, like, everybody has an opinion on everything these days. And even things that you likely don't know anything about, we still feel like we need to have an opinion in order to feel valid. Yeah. And And I think that's what's really interesting about this whole idea of this fear of missing out this fear of not having an opinion this fear of not being able to have a voice um which is driving a lot of this addiction around this news media and even he joked for those who who weren't aware of the scandal he made up were quickly checking their phones to see what the scandal was about Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as you hear something new has gone on in the world, it's like, okay, I need to go and investigate and see what's going on, right? There's this quick desire to go, I I need to know. I need to know so that if it comes up in conversation, I'm aware or I just want to know because I just want to know. Yeah. So it's just really interesting to just to see how attached we are to to having opinions on these matters. Yeah, I find it quite funny how a lot of people end up following others just for the sake of following as well. Like if someone else is doing it or someone else has heard it or, you know, they don't want to feel left out, Yeah, I need to do it. It reminds me of this whole situation currently. I don't know if it's around the world, but in Australia, you can't buy toilet paper anywhere for God knows what reason. I think someone posted it on social media, people grabbing toilet paper off the shelves in a panic in a Sydney supermarket or something. This I don't is what know I've the heard origin. Yeah, yeah. Through the grapevine, but and that was posted onto social media, and then everyone started buying toilet paper in the supermarkets and stocking up. And you cannot buy toilet paper anywhere anymore, mm. even from the supply that we normally get it from online, because they're ethical and they support. They do a lot of charity work and stuff as well. Yeah, and it's recycled. And it's recycled toilet paper. They um, they sold out of all of their products and they 
are working really hard to they just work the website completely. the website went down it's like it's over yeah they were completely blindsided and this is this is not a new business this is an established business yeah with like consistent supply chain yeah running out of stock yeah like what has happened yeah <laughs> so and it's funny because i kind of see people around me talking about this and no one understand what's happened and no one understands why everyone's just going crazy over toilet paper and people are literally fighting over toilet paper in the supermarket yeah and where did this come from and why are people going mental over toilet paper and then there's all these memes coming out of you know if coronavirus hits australia australians will protect themselves with wrapping themselves up in toilet paper like it just makes no sense yeah but this is just to show and to prove someone posted something because people went a little bit crazy over toilet paper for some reason and then everyone else is like, oh, I must go out and buy 10, 10 packets of toilet paper just in case yep. or what. Like, use your brains, people. So, I just find yep. it really interesting how news stories or things that happen even socially, yep. how people just completely irrationally do things yeah without blindly using. follow yeah yeah so it's fascinating it is now i wanted to talk about since we've got what five six years experience under our belt without really following news at all like i might have twice or three times i might have switched on or seen the news on the television in the last five or six years yeah again television is not I mean, that's not very 2020, you know what I mean? Like, that's still very apparent in a lot of people's homes, but I think the news has evolved to our mobile phones. Yeah. And it's so I would say it's probably more reviewing our behavior on our phones and how that information's getting to us. I think whilst we're not turning on the television at like 6.30 in the evening to watch evening news, perhaps we're still being influenced in other ways. And I think, I don't know, can you recall if you've been proactively looking up anything for the news on your phone no there you go see the only thing that i might have was coronavirus after my brother kept sending me messages about it but i was just clicking on the links and then wanting to kind of get an update of how many people have been infected and stuff yeah but other than that i don't remember the last time i searched for anything like proper newsworthy yeah. See, yeah. for me, I think it was the bushfires on Twitter. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just to um, just because obviously that when when things start to really directly impact you, yeah, then you're different. checking you checking yeah. in for updates to make sure that you know people are safe and you've taken the right safety yeah. precautions and things and of when that you nature can't as well. Step yeah. outside and breathe. You're gonna take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I yeah. think that was probably the yeah the last time. And, mm. and coronavirus now. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it has some triggers there for sure. And I think with social media as well, it's very evident that that's typically the first place that you will oh, see it pop up in instead. Yeah. And we've noticed since we've stopped consuming news, it's helped to just create more time in our day and to have that that space to think deeper on things rather than be on the surface about multiple things as well. Yeah, I, I think so. Like when you're not consuming updates on information and you're instead learning, yeah, 
then it's quite different, right? Because when you're learning, you might actually come across news because that might formulate some of your learning or studies or something like that, right? So you, you will get the information in different ways if you're committed to learning and still getting information is just in a different way. So it's not updates. You're just not influenced by other people's yeah. opinions. The thing well. is, it's correct. And the thing is, is consuming in the news is kind of like a reactive thing, right? You're just taking in information, but learning is kind of more proactive measure and more intentional about what you're trying to get. And there's a layer of depth to it and hopefully some more objectivity in what you're looking for and you're probably a much happier person on a day-to-day basis just because you are doing it on your own terms and you feel much more in control of the whole thing and i think as minimalists we talk all the time about keeping things that are essential in your life and eliminating the rest and i honestly don't feel that the news is something that we deem as essential Yeah, I think it's like if I look at sort of quality of interaction, I think definitely talking about new news can form part of that. This Mm. is not to say that it's completely like non-valuable. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying in our experience, when we're not sort of consumed by the news, we're able to have different types of conversations, right? A little bit more philosophical for example, or existential and and sort of asking some really big questions. And quite often the news comes up, but it's more, it's heavier and it's more meaningful to us to have those type of conversations. That's actually what, um, at least in my experience, I feel is lacking a little bit in society is that depth in conversation Uh, because we're kind of refreshing updates all the time. Yeah. Oh, hey, have you heard about this? Or have you heard about that? Oh, can you believe they did this? Can you believe they did that? To like asking some what really big questions. Yeah. 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 And let's dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Kind of like what we sit on this podcast and talk about some interesting cultural things. So I think by removing your addiction to the news, you free yourself up to have those meaningful conversations or proactively learn about information that's meaningful to you and your values and hopefully find people who are willing to sort of have that conversation at level with you as well. And only, I mean, you know, most people probably spend more than 30 minutes a day consuming news and that's thousands of hours in your lifetime. Yeah. So Imagine spending those hours doing things that actually have more meaning to you as a human being. Yeah. Or that are healthier for you. You know, that time you can be spending 30 minutes a day exercising, preparing healthier meals for you and your family, meditating, spending time with loved ones, doing all the things that you wish you had more time for and again minimalism can bring that into your life if you start looking at yeah where you're spending your time for sure and what's adding value to your life and what's taking value away yeah so i think that's a really important thing to reflect on and and actually maybe even start writing down okay how much time how much time but also what is it that I'm taking in? What information am I taking in? And at the end of the week, look at two things, how much time you've spent and also all of the things that you have read up on and that have consumed your mind. Yeah. And assess whether or not those things actually carry any value for you in your life. Yeah, that's a good exercise. 
I think that's a good one. And and I think with the whole thirty minutes a day, I mean that that I think for for many people listening to this podcast, it's probably um something to strive for. You know, because I know people who who spend, you know, a good hour or more, yeah, um, in news feeds. I was being conservative. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, and maybe that could be a good first step as well. Is after you've done the exercise, Marsha just said about you know tracking how much time and and what content you're consuming and assessing the value is, then then setting goals in terms of, you know, how you want to just incrementally reduce how much time you're spending consuming news content because you might still want to consume news yeah but you might just do it in 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes yeah. a day um over your lunch break at a dedicated time and then that's it yeah and then you know you don't you don't have to feel connected you, you know what's happening yeah and now you can sort of free yourself up for your mental capacity and your actual time to do other things and so look, there are some situations where the news is a great resource, as we said oh, in yeah. the past, for depending on your lifestyle and, and your profession and what you do, you may need, you know, you might be in the media. So yeah. obviously <laughs> as part of your yeah. job, you need to be up to date and stay on trends with certain news and current events. And not all news is bad news. Yeah. Like, as much as I, I'd probably say between 70 to 80% of what's reported on are the negative stories, but there are plenty of things that are, you know, you can surround yourself with focusing on news that are more uplifting, that are more positive. There are certain websites that focus on more yeah, positive like there's some pub- stories. Yeah, like there's publications out there where, you know, they write great features that are really uplifting, like their semi-biographies or they report on the development of climate change over the years or how technology has progressed and some some things where you read it and you learn something. It's enriching, it's got depth, it's got layers and it's really well written or produced or the audio is fantastic as well. So, like, there's some really good storytelling in that and there can be some really positive influences that come out of this type of media. It's just few and far between the negative sort of deflating stories that are sort of wrapped in uncertainty and questions and helplessness. So mm. so I certainly think that if you can find those reliable sources that have a positive influence on you, that's certainly worth, you know, feeding your brain with that. Yeah. If that's going to help you and make you feel better as opposed to making you feel fearful yeah. or worrisome. Yeah. Have you got anything else to add? Nope, I think that's it. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Hope you have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. So there it is. Episode 49 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Are you addicted to the news? Are you? Do you feel like you're getting enough news, too much news, too little news? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line on Instagram. Our handle is at The Minimalist Vegan. You can send us an email, info at theminimalistvegan.com or you can leave a comment on our show notes, which you can find at theminimalistvegan.com slash 049. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 049. Look, I just want to thank you as always for tuning in to our podcast. We don't take your attention for granted. If you haven't already, would love your support to leave a rating, review or subscribe to our show. And I think I'm going to leave it at that for this week. Here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Chat to you next time. Peace.